At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. This is 105.9 The Radiator, The Rocket Show. I'm your host, Tom Prox, and with me now is Omega Jade. Hello. Hey. How's it going? Good. It could warm up. It definitely could warm up. <laughs> I don't think it's going to for a while yet. No. <laughs> Give it nine months. Um, well, I just want to get straight into this because I've been listening to your music this afternoon, and I really dig it, and awesome. so I would love to uh, to see a live performance. So right. what's you going to play for us first? And... Uh, uh, I'm going to get in my feelings. We'll start with Never Too Late for Friendship. Alrighty. Okay. Hmm, let's get into this. Y you might want to call your mom after. <laughs> I'm ready. She may have gave birth to me, but never really raised me. That may have contributed to me becoming crazy. Her method of punishment bordered on abuse. Given to the system, so my crazy let loose. Built up anger, had me caught up in a rage. So I had to heal by putting pen onto the page. I went from home to home, feeling all alone. Abandonment issues deep within my bones. To be a better mother, I must forgive you first. On a spiritual level, that's the only way it works. I write these verses to break generational curses. Give offerings to your man. Every time I rehearse and I'm willing to say that I finally forgive you The most high knows that I'm done with all these issues I will give credit to the strength that you gave me That alone has helped me, especially lately I love you, Joan, and I mean no disrespect Just gotta get this pain off my heart and my head And although it's a little too late to call you mom I'd like to be able to call you friend a little bit of sickness runs in every family A treatment had me wishing another person had me The people came from state I left almost gladly That was a whole decade before I asked who's my daddy I guess I understand why I have all the acronyms Put into the man's hands and never come back again Guess it makes sense, it happened to you too Your brothers, your sisters, maybe aunts and uncles too The answer to who my dad is, the world will never know Just wish I was at the point where I didn't blame you though At an intellectual standpoint, I know you weren't in your right mind But I paid the price heavy when I lost mine more times, did you ever think of how this affects me with my kids? Trying to heal now before having my first grandkid. Help me to heal the generations of hurt. But for long kids, flip and go berserk. I love you, Joan, and I mean no disrespect. Just gotta get this pain off my heart and my head. And although it's a little too late to call you mom, I'd like to be able to call you friend. Me and my oldest barely get along now It's my own fault so I gotta become grown now I admit I never learned how to be a mother That's a new skill I'm learning to discover There's three more reasons why I get up and even try It's no longer just my own life on the line It's taken too much pain to learn this hard lesson Had me on the brink of buying a Smith & Wesson Killing myself would be way too easy Gotta walk this path while my babies see me I ask for the strength to continue to keep going Even through weakness my strength is still showing that's how you know my light is still glowing so let's let healing take place and keep growing yo that's what i wish for huh 
I love you, Joan, and I mean no disrespect. Just gotta get this pain off my heart and my head. And although it's a little too late to call you mom, I'd like to be able to call you friend. the need to rest after. Yes. It's a good thing I do comedy too. <laughs> <laughs> it's good that that's got a good uh, long outro so it gives you a minute to get your breath back. Definitely, definitely. Uh, Never Too Late for Friendship there by Omega Jade and a, a very touching song, a very raw song. Um, so as you mentioned, you're a comedian, yes. you're a musician as well. Um, I Unfortunately, I've not seen your, co your comedy set. Um, I do like watching a lot of comedy around Vermont, so I'm surprised I've not run into you so far. Um, I'm surprised too, but it's okay, I'm not offended. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, you, do you bring that kind of same level of honesty and, um, uh, you know, and, um, uh, and raw emotion to your comedy set as well as your music? Uh, yes, I, I think when I started comedy, it was after I finally got my life straight after a nervous breakdown. So it was a, a therapeutic um, venture for me, more or less, as well as the music um, also. So uh, some of my jokes are dark, um, where my music actually is more light and something to learn from, learn from my struggle through my music, I guess. Yes. Uh, would you consider yourself a comedian first or a musician first? <sighs> That's a good question and I've honestly, I think I am a musician that used comedy to get over her stage fright. Yes. Uh, well, it. interesting you should you say that. Uh, I was reading the Seven Days article about you, and you really do exude a confidence, especially when you're, you're, you're singing uh, and performing. Um, how do you get yourself in that right mindset to perform uh, as you profess you are quite anxious, which is something that kind of plagues comedians as well as um, musicians? Um, at first, when I first started uh, drinking, but um, now, <laughs> now it's, I, I call me corny or weird. I some, most of the time I meditate before my set, um, before I even get to the, to the venue I'm playing or performing at, I take the time to meditate for about 15, 20 minutes just to get my head right and to be able to just, execute the the uh my duty the best i can I, I guess that's the best way to put it um just to think my way through the performance it really helps to not be the first one um because i it helps me read the crowd as far as knowing what to do when it's my turn is the uh, the first musician, the first co comedian, like the sacrificial lamb? Most <laughs> times, most <laughs> times. Like I remember when I was new, I was always the first one. It sucked. Um, 
Um, it it's it's testing you. I I feel it was a test for me to see if I was really gonna do it. Um, being the first one, it's either you do it now or don't come back. Basically, um, that's how I felt. Uh, it was like put on the spot. When I graduated to being the third or fourth in line, I really felt like, you know, I made it. When I was a headliner, I almost crapped myself. <laughs> came, came full circle. Yes, totally. totally. <laughs> all that pressure immediately yes, comes it back just again. All out. <laughs> um, so it was also mentioned in that profile on Seven Days, which is fantastic. And I do urge everyone to go out and read that piece because uh, it's really well written. Uh, that when you first you, you first kind of came to comedy um, because uh, a counselor mentioned that you were you were f the angry you were the funny you were yeah um, I as I said it was after a nervous breakdown while I was in Brattleboro retreat shout out um, yeah I I it was a obviously a very emotional trying emotionally trying time so whenever I found myself in a funk depressed angry whatever the case may be I would just randomly say whatever was on my mind and the more unfiltered the more hilarious at times and I I knew there was a future in it only because it wasn't just the other patients um, staff, security, mental health clinicians, they joined in. And so I, I knew it wasn't just me. Um, and my therapist got wind of all this happening at the same time other people are like, you really should do something with this. You have a way with words. Of course, I wasn't confident enough to accept the compliment. So I was just like, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. But my therapist said to me one of the last days I was there, Omega, you have a gift, and if you don't use this, I see you coming back. How many stages would you take when they say that? How many stages would you take if someone said to you, if you don't pursue this, you will be back? That was my third nervous breakdown. Trump care don't cover my crazy. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, so when you perform now, or at least when you first performed uh, in the initial stages, mm -hmm. you know, when you first doing your first gigs, um, did you find you had to get yourself in that, that kind of angry, upset mindset? Or did you, did you find other ways to kind of draw uh, this, this skill that you had out of you? Um, with my music, I... I can always feel my lyrics no matter what. Um, there's been a couple occasions um, I felt it so much I had to stop. Um, one uh, was uh, I'm gonna do later about my kid's father and he recently died. And so the day before his funeral, I tried to do that song and it honestly hurt my soul at the second verse. Um, you'll see why later. But because I felt it so strongly, I had to stop. And I w gave the audience enough respect to explain why um, so they didn't feel, you know, mm. like I, you know, 
cheated them or anything. Um, but yeah, with the music, I feel it so much, it's easy to turn that on. With the comedy, that's why I like, um, it, it, it depends, that's why I like being not the first person when I do comedy, because I do this weird exercise of just, it's an energy thing, um, basically breathing in the humorous, funny energy in the room so that when I get up on stage, I could just throw it back out at them. It works, I love it. Um, I'll be doing another show using that method tomorrow. Cool. Yeah. Um, um, and so uh, it sounds like you started as a, a comedic performance first and okay. then the music came in. Yeah. So tell us how, how you kind of got onto the, uh, started, started writing and singing yourself. Uh, well, poetry has always been a passion of mine. Um, I was raised around family of singers, my mother, my sister, my aunts, all kinds of choir members in the family. I used to sing, smoking happened, I don't do it as much, but I always loved hip hop ever since I could sneak out of my mom's house and listen to it freely. And uh, it really helped me growing up just having that as, you know, my go-to to listen to when hard times were hard. When I started comedy, I didn't know where it was gonna go. I was just like, this is something to help me mentally. Uh, I got stuck after attempting to produce my first show series called Blackout Comedy Night. And so I took a short break because I didn't know what to do and something just came to me. I don't know if you heard of the hip hop documentary, Rhyme and Reason. Um, I watched that, it was interesting, I learned a lot. I wanted to find a way to mix hip hop and comedy um, because I love both of them. And so I was writing one night, I finished writing a couple joke ideas and then I was going on to verses. I remember I was, I was writing a verse, I haven't even used it yet, but I was writing a verse where I put a line from my cockeyed joke into it. I was like, huh, well, what if? So I came up with the show idea, Rhyme and Unreason where basically it's an awesome, chaotic mix of hip hop and comedy. And the point is um, I would book four comedians as well as four local MCs, and the comedians would do a seven to 10 minute set of their regular stand-up stuff. And the MC, they had the test of interpreting the comedian's set in a freestyle type verse in approximately the same amount of time. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that that was fun. We've had some really talented people. And that was when I discovered, I really liked the challenge of learning a verse and putting it onto a beat. And I love going back and forth with going from jokes to rhymes. I actually wanna do an album where it's both comedy and hip hop as well. 
Um, but yeah, I it was going a year long. It went from Radio Bean to Light Club Lamp Shop, eventually the Swan Dojo. Uh, we've had people like Lyric, MC Humble, Mr. Burns, Jarve, so many awesome local MCs, and I want to work with them again. Um, uh, said one, SK, so many. Um, and awesome comedians, Meredith Gordon, King Shemeca Blaze, Tarzan Jenkins, Xavier Berry, so many, so many, so many talented cats. And so I'm technically on a break right now, long story short, family stuff, but as soon as that's settled, I will be bringing that back because I miss it. I miss it so much. And, you know, I get to test my skill with going back and forth with the jokes and the rhymes. Well, I'd love to talk to you about that after the show because I've got some comedians. I just want to throw you away yes. on that one. Um, we would love to hear another song. Um, so what have you got for us? Let's see. Something fun. Let's cheat. I'm going to take you for a ride on what I like to do when that ganja hit me. Yo. I got that Jones in my bones for the greenery to inhale into me and to think sensibly. Open up my state of mind to let me unwind to the shit I left behind that makes me empty. I just need a blunt, a split, a pipe, a joint. For the rest of the day, you'll see me on point. Don't want to catch Omega Jade without the herb, though. Last time it happened, it left me mental. I can't deny I puff to stimulate my temple. Unblock chakras and meridians with my people. After I get lifted, I'm going to show you how I'm gifted. Get the pen and pad to jot lyrical scriptures. Because that's what I do when I get down with the green leaf. Call it what you want, I smoke you cheap. As long as ain't nobody messing with me, I'm going to roll this ish up and say peace. Yo. Roll this up with me, come on, yo Light this up with me, come on now, yo Everybody, let's cheat, ha, no It don't matter what I'm going through The ganja's in my budget If you ask me what the perfect gift I'll tell you it's a nugget A friend with weed is a friend indeed As long as it don't have no stems or seeds That's a little herbal wisdom coming from me When I get high, everything's like inspirational Take me on various paths, navigational. My aura shines and vibes are high when I got propane and a damn match to light. Cause first I'll get to writing and then I'll start reciting and the audience can witness just how much my mind bends. Allow me to reintroduce myself. I'm that OJ, the herbalistic savage MC, Omega Jade. Yup, that would be me, ha. And I just wanna say, don't say nothing about how much I smell like weed either. It's my aromatherapy, damn it. I just had to say that. Okay, you could cut it any time. <laughs> yeah. Let's cheat that. I hope that gives y'all, you know, a reason to smoke later. You've <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, put a little worm in all our heads now. Yes, definitely. Uh, let's cheat by Omega Jade. And I, I suppose this kind of dovetails really nicely into my next question because you were raised in California. Yeah. In San Diego? Yes. Um, and so you came to Vermont in, in relatively more recent years. So how much has Vermont influenced your music and your comedy versus your home state? And I suppose with reference to that last song because, you know, we're le Vermont's legal here now as well. I know. It's beautiful. It, um, uh, 
I mean, I started my music in California. I mean, in Vermont, sorry. I started it here. So I, I, I'm inspired by several people in so many different places. Um, but it was the Vermont hip hop community that was the ones that welcomed me. So I'd have to say that they are my influence, you guys. Um, they've even helped me with personal stuff that has nothing to do with music. So, yeah, that yes, we. Uh, I'd have to say that my influence is Vermont music. Yes, is that the the same goes to your comedy? If you do, you take a lot of comedians from local comedians that you kind of riff off and get ideas from, or are you you looking at the classics on Netflix? I look at classics that y'all would consider inappropriate now. <laughs> <laughs> George Carlin, Richard Pryor, people like that. Yes. And so I am not, that's why I produce my own shows or I work with other people who produce their own shows because I want the freedom to use my material and not feel censored. And I feel with certain places that will happen. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, certainly don't want to hear uh, hear of it's that right. around yeah, around Burlington. Um, so let's talk about your new album because that's huge. It came out last month, uh, Wounded Healer. Um, I can kind of get the sense of why you named it that based on some of our conversation. Um, so this is your debut album. Yes. Um, so tell me a little bit about the production of the record uh, from inception to creation to release. Let's see. I, oh, wow. Um, so my producer is Rico James of Equalize Records. And meeting him was kind of a miracle in itself. I was testing my chops, I guess, so to speak. My buddy Rajni brought me to the first third Thursday show in Cypher at the Monkey Bar ever. And I was just going to scout talent for the next Rhyme and Unreason. I did not expect to be yanked on a stage. <laughs> Thank you, Rajni. Um, but <laughs> he was like, if you want them to even be in your show, you should get up here. I'm like, oh, okay, so I should <laughs> feel guilty and get up there, okay. So <laughs> I did. And I, um, I spit a verse. Now, mind you, I was the only female MC. Only female MC. So that is hard to do um, at the time. At the time. There's a few more that I've met. But um, so that and plus I was shy and I'd never done this in front of people besides my children. Um, it was, a, I, I welcomed the challenge. So I got up there, I did one verse, I almost crapped myself <laughs> then too. And um, they applauded me, you know, great. The next day, my producer found me on Facebook, was like, are you working with anybody? I like your style, your voice is great. Do, are you working with anyone? I'm like, actually, I thought I was going to, it didn't end up going through, what's up? And he just, you know, threw me a beat and said, see what you can do with it. I recorded my first song within a couple weeks. And uh, 
yeah, we started working on the album from there, and I'm now working on my next album with them too. Oh, nice. Yes. So, uh, were you were you literally creating songs as your the album was created, or did you have all the songs already, and it was just a matter of kind of perfecting them and getting yourself comfortable to get yourself in the in the recording booth? I had let's see, I had a few songs written when I met him. I just needed to organize them and, you know, have him send me a beat that will say something to me. Um, but let's see. I'd have to say probably the last three songs were total. Let's Chief, uh, what else? Let's Chief, War Cry, and tricks of the trade were very new off the it, tricks of the trade came out of an argument so yeah very new um uh but yeah most of them i had written and just was waiting on uh being able to use them and i'm glad i found a awesome producer that would help me do that yeah how was the how was the kind of drawing the line under the last uh, song in the release so was it was it a case of you were you working on it for for a long long time or was it just you, you got it out it sounded great and you wanted to get that out in front of people immediately at the time i i wanted more songs on it i did but my my producer and i spoke and there was one we took off that is going to be on the next album and really um because of me being a deep thinker uh, nine is the number of completion. It was done. And so I'm fine with where it's at. So a lot of musicians have told me that the first album, they it's, you know, the, it's like having the first kid. You, you, you have all these expectations and then those expectations are subverted and it, things don't pan out as you think they do. And uh, it's a surprise along the way and there's big ups and there's big downs. Uh, but you learn a lot about that second album. What, what did you learn from creating your first album that you're going to bring into your second album? Save more money for studio time. <laughs> 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 and also I'm working on building up my own studio to help with that. But um, uh, be willing to have more people to work with as far as features. That's what I'm doing now. It's going to be more of a mixtape and testing my versatility because I'm noticing I have more than one style of rhyming depending on who I'm rhyming, uh, depending on those I'm rhyming with. And uh, basically just being open to new ideas is what I'm about for this next album. I'm going to go deeper. It's going to be fun. Alright. And what was the what was the highlight for you in creating this album? The highlight I believe was I'm Wow, Power of My Mantra was so well received that it's crazy how people are like saying the hook while I'm live performing it. That's weird which really helps me not pass out because <laughs> I really go hard on that song just because it's empowering um, especially for women I, I mainly do it to empower the women because you know we just have it hard um, but it 
really I want it to be something that my daughters can listen to and be like, you know, my mom is awesome and I hope I can be a little bit like that and I want that them to s hear a good example. I'm tired of Cardi B's. <laughs> I would rather my kids listen to someone like me or, you know, similar. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, look, Cardi B is a good Bernie fan, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give her that yes. much. <laughs> <laughs> she does wild out a lot. She <laughs> makes it fun. That's true. Yes. Um, well, we've got time for about one last song for you to play us out with. Um, but before you go, yeah, plug away. What have you got coming up and uh, what we should be looking for? Um, let's see. I have a show tomorrow at the Monkey House uh, all-girls comedy show. Uh, it used to be called Funny Girl, but they turn it to some volcano stuff. It starts at 8 at the Monkey House. If you want to go there, all women, we're funny. It's great. Um, yeah, so that's tomorrow. And then I won't be performing again till December 9th. But that's for uh, women's reproductive rights. At the, It's a fundraiser for women's reproductive rights. It'll be held at the Light Club Lamp Shop. Otherwise, let's see. You could find me at... Facebook, Omega Jade. Um, Twitter, at Omega Jade One. Instagram, at Omega Jade. I'm on all uh, music apps, Spotify, all them wonderful things. Um, so if you want to hear some good, strong content, go for it. Um, otherwise, I'm glad to be here. All right. Wonderful. Well, what song have you got to play us out with? All right, so we're going to do I Rediscovered Me. And uh, this is about my kid's father, so bear with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this goes out to all the women out there who have had to fight for their life back due to domestic violence. Check it. Nah, I'm not the chick blessed with the big breast, but I got a lot on my heart to get off my chest. It was a few years ago, just way back when. To be more specific, it was 2010. I met this dude, he was only my weed dealer. He had a girl at home, but he wasn't faithful either. Going through tough times, honestly, I was lonely. Fool ain't even look good, all pitiful and homely. But he took the time to make his intentions known. I was just grateful to have a dude to bring home. And that was when all the warning signs started. The best I was too dang retarded This bitch had me kicked out my own house Over some to help him out Shit got thick We moved into his family's Homeless, jobless, having our own family You know what, I ain't even mad anymore He taught me a vital lesson I finally learned to rediscover me we never took the time to even become friends Was just a matter of time we came to an end If you couldn't use me, solution, abuse me While I still accepted the love you refused me I can finally accept my part in this though Pursuing a man who's got a woman at home So of course, cosmically, I'm open to some karma The cheating, the tears, and all kinds of drama It came to the point that I wished you was dead I was nice and only beat your ass instead And since I did the crime, I also did the time Attract the proper energy so I can heal my mind now I can forgive him for me and the kids I finally see he's just a piece of ish he did my babies like Monique did precious I've risen above the need to put him in a stretcher 
that healing though, it brings miracles. Take a listen right quick. I'll tell you how. We've all got demons, I happen to kill mine. Had me going crazy like deaf, dumb, and blind. Relationship with no love, sold my soul for the best drugs because they were legal, not knowing that they were lethal. Having sex with some men addicted to what the dick did. Not caring that my temple and mine was afflicted. Thinking if I love them, then I had to have the baby. Birth control and afterthought, I couldn't say maybe. Lost all four of them to get my life back. That would give a weaker person 10 panic attacks. But my babies know I love them, putting no one else above them. We got JoJo, the oldest, she's the leader. Little man, my proud son, the black, leave it the beaver. Yes. The twins, well, one's yin, one's yang. Babies total opposites, doing their damn thing. Every time I look at them, I'm thinking of the future. Check for divine town together, we can nurture. Steadily preparing for the next generation. Instill into their mind, life is real, not a vacation. Listen to them with an open mind is what I hope for. Be ready for adventures, no matter what's in store. Huh, I dedicate this to my babies. Know that mama loves you. Peace. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Omega Jade. I rediscovered me. Thank you so much for playing us out there. And thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Uh, honestly, anytime. And please come back on when that second album drops. I will. And also, when uh, when you start up, uh, sorry, what is it, Rhymes and... Rhyme and Unreason, I will let you know. I will promote it everywhere. If you want, I'll even bring a flyer. Oh, that would be fantastic. Okay, I will do that. Well, right. big thanks to Omega Jade and for Adriana Chabot and Joshua Glass. Uh, we have got Ariel Zavon with Gaylord DeWald on next week. Uh, so that's going to be a great show. Uh, I have been your host on Proctor. This has been The Rocket Shop 105.9 The Radiator. Good night. <laughs>